Welcome to this episode of Rethink What Matters with me, Paul, your podcast host. And today we are talking about the very important subject of e-waste, electronic waste with Natalie King-Bernard of Green Machine Computers. The goal of Awardroo is to bring the economy, ecology and everyone into balance with regenerative business execution for a happy, healthier and profitable future. So e-waste is spot on in helping to support this goal. Natalie will explain what e-waste is, and you may be surprised how broad Green Machine Computers e-waste management services. So sit back, save money, and lower your carbon footprint, as Natalie tells us about e-waste. Um, so, Good morning. Hi, hi there. Good afternoon, so, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, where are we? Afternoon, I think now. So yeah, so this on today's Rethink What Matters podcast, we're going to be talking about e-waste. And on these podcasts, we're all about trying to create a 21st century mindset, if you like, a 21st century way of thinking and living and working. And I think e-waste is such a great subject for this. And Natalie, I know you can tell us lots about it, but in terms of one of these old ideas of the 20th century, which was, was this whole planned obsolescence. Can you imagine in the 20th century, they used to design things to fail, to be thrown away after a short amount of time and become redundant as quickly as possible. So that's not a 21st, way, uh, 21st century way of thinking at all, is it? So really interested to know more about it. I know that e-waste is a big issue. Apparently it's 70% of all toxic waste. Only yes. 12, 12, yeah. 12% of it is recycled. And 85% of it ends up in landfill. Yes, it does. And it, it spans from s- such a wide reaching area as well. Like you will find electronic items in every stre- every room of your house and every room in your offices as well. So it's from electronic toothbrushes to your washing machine. Um, but electronics aren't going anywhere. So we need to start kind of dealing with disposing of them correctly and also making them so that they're more sustainable as well. I think that's, that's a really important point, isn't it? It's about how they get made, you know, and then what do we do with them afterwards and how, how long can they last for? And phones is a classic example, isn't it? Apparently the average person re- upgrades every 18 months. Yeah, there are um, there are a ton of mobile phones, actually. There are three mobile phones for every human on the earth. If you could just tell us about uh, e-waste then, a little bit more about it and, you know, what exactly it is. So e-waste stands for electronic waste, but essentially it's anything that's got wires in it or a plug or a battery or a circuit board. Um, and they're all going to contain um, precious resources and chemicals in them as well. So you've got gold, silver, copper, lead, cadmium, cobalt, mercury, all kinds of stuff that we harvest from the earth and obviously aren't going to last forever um so you, you mentioned on um the kind of toxic level that e-waste causes in in the emissions but e-waste as an industry is um is responsible for two percent of global emissions um across the, across the world but that doesn't sound a lot it's the same amount as the whole airline industry so that if you wow. put it into that example it's um it is it is a lot uh, and because we're so reliant on technology it's constantly growing um so the rate that we're producing e-waste is growing faster than the human population uh, and last year we we um disposed of 
in weight terms, nine times the size of the Great Pyramid of Giza. That is crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah, maybe actually uh, might be just worth you talking a little bit more about um, about Green Green Machine Computers Limited because um, you know what you're doing there and how you, how you're helping your customers with their e waste problems. Yeah, so uh, we work with businesses and individuals, so anyone and everyone, your layman to huge corporations, and we specialise in taking that kit when it's at the end of its lifespan and extending the lifespan essentially so that it doesn't go into a landfill, it's being put back into the community and it's reused for another three to six years, using a whole lot less on emissions, lower um, energy to create it all and it's reusing all of those resources so that we're not having to mine for more. Um, mm -hmm. So what we'll do is a, a business will come to us, say they're upgrading their kit or they're moving premises or they're um, sadly break, uh, closing down and we'll come collect everything down to the wires, the network system, servers, cabinets, furniture, the lot. Mm -hmm. um, we'll remove any data containing drives they'll go to the specialist data center we have on site um, and then our recycling team will test and repair everything that they can anything that's deemed not worth repairing it's too expensive or it's going to take too long then goes it gets sent to a refinery right so we work with a refinery that will break down those parts to their core materials so that the mm -hmm. materials can then be melted down and used again right however however that that goes down that pipeline uh, so then once everything's been tested and we've got all the good working parts, we'll put that back into a new build, rebuild a whole new build computer, and then 50% of the computers we build go get sent to charities, non-profits, and schools across Brilliant. the UK. So it keeps their costs down, uh, also keeps their, their um, emissions down as well. Yep. We do have a number of small businesses that um, we furnish their offices with uh, refurbished hardware, and then we'll look after that ongoing uh, so we can remotely log on and make sure that it's had all of its updates and um, make any changes that need to be made with uh, up, um, installing drivers and things like that mm -hmm. uh, and then when it time comes for it we can bring it back in give it a clean maybe repair it and extend it for another six months or maybe just um, re replace it with another refurbished device but Every year that we reuse that device, we're saving emissions and we're reducing the amount of resources yeah. that are needed to make brand new. So it's, it's all doing good for the that's, environment. While that's, it's fantastic. that's brilliant. So for companies, then you're helping to extend the life of their electronics, uh, potentially by, you know, upgrading it maybe or replacing parts or, you know, breathing new life into it anyway, so they can use it for longer. And then if they can't keep yes. using it, you find another use for it or if it's obviously completely broken you know you can dispose of it um you can dispose of it as well and and then otherwise um you know if you can repair it give it to a charity so there's a number of different things you're doing there isn't there it's not just about making sure we don't pollute the rivers and the air and the oceans you know it is about extending the life of it and minimizing further extraction from the natural environment yeah i think that's what kind of sets us apart a little bit from other it asset disposal companies um, so they might offer you money for your old equipment um, or they'll just come and collect it for free but then they'll get that the value from the, the materials that are inside or they'll just sell it on to mm -hmm. other countries that buy it at, at good money um, 
and whereas we're all about putting it back into the into the world again so that mm-hmm. it's it's let's say extending that lifespan and reducing the environmental impact of it hardware as a whole yeah i think that's a great uh, it's great to hear it really feels like that that's your mission you know your mission is to um use you know minimize e-waste and use electronic products as effectively as as possible you know get as much life out of them as possible so all the energy that's gone into extracting those those uh, rare metals and uh, building the components is put to maximum use which has got to be the name of the game right i mean that's got to be what it's all about I'm, oh yes yeah, the only way that it's going to be sustainable in the future is if we kind of rethink our way of going about it a little bit better yes and uh, i'm just curious really what is the reception of companies to this when you say to them you know we've got an e-waste service um can, do they want to take the time in investing in that or do they just rather throw it away or people are really happy yeah. to get rid of something that's clogging and, uh, up their offices it's just it's more often than not it's a bugbear for them and yeah. they just want to get rid of it but make sure their data is safe um so that's why they would come to a business like us rather than uh, just taking it to like a local recycling tip because mm-hmm. you can't guarantee you, you data so we'll we'll give all your certificates um we can say that we've wiped all of your data from all of the drives and we can also do a co2 breakdown as well uh, which lists what we collected and the environmental impact of that brilliant so actually we didn't it's worth talking about that a little bit more isn't it because that might be a reason why people want to just take a hammer to it and smash it up or um, or, or don't want to give it to anybody else because of, they may be worried about data that's hidden on that device somewhere so you know you can you can manage that then you can handle that you can remove that data how how you yeah, know, what, what is the process for do you like subject it to a like forgive a me i'm not a techie file? no um i'm not a techie i'll explain it to you how they explained it to me um yeah. so it goes into a computer and it writes lots of ones and zeros on it okay and then it wipes that all off and then it right. wipes, writes lots of ones and zeros on it and it does that lots of lots of times and yeah. then once it's done that x amount of times it says has it now is it now blank because it now right. now definitely got no data on it if okay. it's failed that procedure it gets physically destroyed on site so we have right. a hard drive crushing machine which is very fun um which we can just like slot it into a little post box and then you crush right. it and see the disc gets smashed over and then that just goes to the metal refinery okay. um but more often than not it passes the the okay. um, computer and system and then there's a certificate that you provide you said yes say. yeah we 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 provide a number of certificates you get one on the day of a collection that basically says that we're now in control of your e-waste and it's no longer your responsibility you yeah. get another one within 21 days that just lists everything that we've got for your audit trail right and then you get your data destruction certificate after 28 days it says that we've wiped all of your data compliant with gdpr um, and then co2 one you don't get a standard but if you ask me nicely i'll do it for you so well, what should we all be doing then with our e-waste is there any sort of general advice you can give people um so to, you know if we were to do two three four five things um i would say for weird miscellaneous things go to your local recycling center or your um, landfills will have electronic bins so like lamps and yeah. um, vapes and things like that and the bugbear of my life at the moment I see them everywhere on the floor people mm-hmm. just put vapes in the bin and it really bugs me um, right. okay. <laughs> uh, 
Um, you can obviously extend the lifespan of, of your kit. Um, you can do that through a professional or more often than not looking after you, what you've got, um, making sure that you clean it both digitally and physically. Um, right. You'd be surprised the amount of computers that come to us that have died just because they're full of dust and they've just right. burnt out. Um, okay. So yeah, there's a, a lot of uh, it's a lot of it's a, a, a mind shift kind of okay. thing, thing. So we we don't need to be competing to have the latest the latest model of, of iPhone, and we need to be forcing companies to make their their technology more repairable. So. Right. For some brands, it's near on impossible to repair some of their devices, but for others, it's a lot easier and their parts are a lot more accessible. So right. it encourages you to repair them more. Uh, so, yeah, that needs to change, really. Yeah, be mindful about where you're purchasing it, right. who you're purchasing from, and when it comes to disposing of it, make sure that you're doing it in a ethical and environmental way. You're not just okay. popping it in the bin. Brilliant. I mean, I think just right, if we can raise everybody's awareness, anybody who watches this, listens this, listens to this, if we can just raise awareness, we're already making a making a big start on it, aren't we? Because I think a lot of people don't really consider e-waste, uh, which they when they should be doing. Um, so you know, it's obviously CO two is what it's all about. How do we link e-waste to global warming? There are so uh, well, there's a, there's a a number of ways that it's is linked to global warming. Um, both through the improper disposal of it and the production of it. Um, but the ma majority of the um, CO2 that is attributed to electronics will happen during the production stage. So if we were to take, say, a laptop computer as an example, the average laptop will produce 180 kilograms of CO2 or equivalent in its lifespan. It's supposed to last about three years on average. 150 kilograms will be produced when the laptop's made and then it's 10 years uh, 10 kilograms per year that mm -hmm. is expected in use of of a laptop taking that laptop when it's at the end of its lifespan at the end of that three years repairing it and extending the lifespan for another two or three years then we've prevented a, a, new, a new laptop from needing to be made um right. for that three-year period so yeah. we can basically say that we've saved 150 kilograms from Got that you. Um, a a um, white paper was produced from an Oxford Oxford University student that uh, listed listed all of the CO2 breakdowns for the production stage of, of electronics. Yeah. So with that information, we've been able to calculate on average what what CO2 saving each of those devices has. So when I do we do a collection for a, a customer, I can say this collection has saved you X amount of CO2 or equivalent. Um, and then there's a nifty bit of software that I use that kind of puts that into layman's terms so it's a little bit more accessible. So it will say that's like driving a car for a, a thousand miles, for example. Okay. Yeah. So that's important for companies wanting to work out their um, footprint, you know, so mm. whether it's scope one, two or three, you know, are they the end user? You know, are they making it um, or are they involved in building them? So. Um, again, well, yeah, it could be scope three and and one if you're using re reused 
like refurbished hardware yeah. in the first place and then you're disposing of it in an ethical and environmental way, then you kind of get a, a few of the scopes in there. So I think we probably talked um, yeah, mostly about business then, some, some individuals, but is there anything individuals specifically can do? Yes, uh, so we have a number of drop-off sites across Wiltshire, Berkshire, Oxfordshire and Hampshire. Um, where you can drop off your small electrical items, so your phones, tablets, uh, laptops. Um, so we're partnered with a number of organisations and Wiltshire and Dorset Fire and Rescue Service. Uh, so they host our secure boxes, which are lockable. You would come to their site, hand over any of your items. They open up the box, pops it, pop it in there, relock it again, and then when their box is full, we come and pick it up. Um, okay. So that's an easy way for you to kind of drop off at your local area you'll be able to find that on our website um and like I say they're kind of all over the south south coast a little bit in the midlands but most mostly around wiltshire and that's great they're supporting your business and doing that aren't they which is you know brilliant supporting local private business yeah it's yeah. really good and i'm always looking for more as well if anyone wants to be a location i would be more than happy to have some more on the list okay and what, okay so give us your um email not your email address your website address if you want to email me you can email info at greenmachinecomputers.com okay if you want to visit the website it is www.greenmachinecomputers.com um we do also have a partner charity site which is the-tech-hub.com but you'll they'll be linked in with each other anyway that just kind of explains a bit more of the charity side of stuff that we do okay. um so that's enable us to actually apply for government funding so that we can be able to do even more stuff with the community in the future so that's exciting up and coming news but um it's still quite bare as websites get, go at the moment uh, but the green machine one is the main one uh, you can also call us on 01672520133 it isn't usually me that answers the phone anyway um if i'm not on holiday fantastic i really appreciate your time on this podcast natalie i know you're very busy and as you say, Thank you're you, going to be zipping, zipping off on uh, holiday too. So thanks again and enjoy the rest of your day. You've been listening to the Rethink What Matters podcast, where our goal is to bring the economy, ecology and everyone into balance with regenerative business execution for a happy, healthier and more profitable future. If you've enjoyed this podcast, then please join us by subscribing, sharing and visiting awardaroo.com. I owe.